0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you. I'm your host, Father Ed Broom, OMV, Oblate of the Virgin Mary. And as always, it's great to be with all of you. And we like to start off our program always by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church, and Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Also, we pray to Mary that beautiful prayer we say at the end of the rosary, the Hail Holy Queen. Mary is truly
1: our life, our sweetness, and our hope.
0: So let's pray the prayer that makes the heart of Mary rejoice to Hail Mary. Beg Mary to be with us, to pray for us and to pray with us. As we say,
1: Hail Mary, full of grace, the
0: Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of the Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God,
0: pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now, my friend, let's invite to be with us our spiritual director. Our spiritual director has many titles, holy Spirit he is also known as the Paraclete He's also known as the gift of gifts.
1: He's also known as
0: the sweet guest of our souls. Holy Spirit is also known as our counsellor. Holy Spirit is also known as our Consoler. That were not enough, the Holy Spirit is also our Sanctifier. He who makes us holy.
1: And the Holy Spirit is our Interior Master.
0: Our Interior Master St. Paul in his letter to the Romans, uh, chapter 8, reminds us in these words. He says, we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans. Ineffable groans so that we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's uh, beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light in our intellect. Let's beg the Holy Spirit to set our hearts on fire. Set our hearts on fire with
1: the love of God. As we pray.
0: Come Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send
1: forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful
0: by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Priests, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us.
1: St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael,
0: pray for us. St. John Maria Vianney, Ours, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for
1: us. Saint Francis Xavier, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints pray for us.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. How true, my friends, A family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. So I'd like to place all of you pray for you in the greatest of all prayers. That prayer is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. I'd like to place all of you on the altar and
1: offer many intentions for you. The first intention
0: will be I'd like to pray that all of us would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. That's right. That all of us would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we can pray as such. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. My next intention, I'd like to pray in a special
1: way for our families.
0: For the conversion of our families. For the sanctification of our families. For the conversion of our families and for the sanctification of our families and for the eternal salvation of our families. That our family members would turn to God and recognize that the purpose of our lives is to love God in this life and to get to heaven. Nothing more important. As Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's right. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, the whole world, and ends up by losing his soul? And my last intention will be, I'd like to pray for those who will be dying today. The most important moment in our life, my friends, is the moment we die, and that will determine, for all eternity, our destiny, either salvation or condemnation. Let's pray for the dying. For their eternal salvation. Especially those who are dying who are not in the state of grace. Those who are dying not well prepared. May they open their hearts to the infinite mercy of God. Now let's pray that we ourselves will be prepared for the day in which God calls us from this life to the next. That we would die in the state of sanctifying grace. St. Alphonsus says that the grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace. The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace. So my friends, there's a lot to cover today. I'd like to give you a brief overview an eagle-sized vision of what we have on the back burner today. And I'd like to talk especially about the saint that we celebrate today. This is the overview of what we have today. Today is the first Friday of the month of August. So I can talk briefly about the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus and what Jesus asked of St. Margaret Ella Cook as well as what he's asking of us. We're still in the book of Exodus.
1: And today in the book of Exodus,
0: Moses communicates to the people speaking about the principal liturgical feast days that the Israelites were supposed to celebrate. Passover and Pentecost and chief feast days and how they should be celebrated. And on the Sabbath day, they're
1: called to rest. The gospel for today is that Jesus
0: preaches in his hometown. And he marvels because the people do not believe him. They say, where does this guy, where, where does he get all this wisdom? Isn't this Jesus, the son of Mary? Isn't Joseph his father? Isn't he the carpenter's son? Isn't he from Nazareth? Where did he get all this? They could not accept Jesus. And he marveled at their lack of faith. And the gospel says Jesus worked very few miracles there because of their lack of faith. And Jesus said that a prophet is a prophet is accepted everywhere and except except in his own town. He marveled at their lack of faith. Their lack of faith. And the saint we celebrate today is St. John Maria of Vienna, and I promised you yesterday that I was able to find in my studio, I have a relic of the of the saint that we celebrate today. And I will bless you with the relic of the saint that we celebrate today. there are for your information there is a third class relic a second class relic and a first class relic the first class relic is the most important third class relic would be something that, that a saint touched a second class relic would be part of a perhaps a cloth or a shirt or habit that the saint wore first class relic would be a part of the bone so i have a part of the bone of this great saint saint john Murray of vene so at the end of our conversation i will i will be blessing all of you with the relic of the Curie of Ours. So before getting into the life of the Curie of ours, I'd like to speak briefly about the First Fridays. The First Friday. So what you see in my studio here, the beautiful picture of the most sacred heart of Jesus. Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Cook And he manifested his sacred heart to her. And he said, behold, the heart that loves so much and receives only coldness, indifference, and ingratitude. Console my heart. So Jesus asked St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, as well as us, to live out the nine first Fridays of the month. The nine nine first Fridays of the month. That consists of going to confession a week before or after the first Friday. Then going to Mass that day today, participating in the Mass fully, actively, and consciously. And then
1: To receive Holy Communion.
0: But to receive Holy Communion and offer the communion in reparation. In reparation for the sins of the world. To console the Sacred Heart of Jesus by receiving communion, begging the Lord for mercy and sorrow and repentance for the many sins of the world.
1: I would suggest three today.
0: Number one, for the many abortions that are still carried out, which would be, of course, the killing of innocent life. Second, I would like to offer in reparation for those who are militating against the family by certain political and academic ideologies that are trying to destroy our children and our families. Third, I would strongly recommend that you receive communion and reparation for the many, many Catholics that no longer practice their faith. Many who never, barely ever go to Mass on Sundays and have basically given up the practice of their faith. Abandoning the Lord. So when you go to Mass today, make sure that you offer a communion of reparation. A communion of reparation. And the gospel that Jesus is amidst us, you will encounter Jesus Christ when you go to church. He's present in the tabernacle. He's present in the moment of consecration. He's present in Holy Communion. The Gospel for today, Jesus is saying not to take him for granted, but to be very thankful that you're a Catholic. And to be very thankful that you're practicing Catholic because the biggest religious group in our country The biggest religious group in our country, my friends, are non-practicing Catholics. So when you go to Mass today, try to console the most sacred heart of Jesus by offering and making a communion of reparation. Remember the words of Jesus to St. Margaret Mary Cook. Behold the heart that loves so much and receives only ingratitude, indifference, and coldness in return. Let's console the sacred heart of Jesus. So my friends, today, I would like to talk about the Curie of Ours. I'd like to talk about the Curie of Ours. He's one of my favorite saints. And at the end I will bless you with his relic. The Curie of Ours. His name. We call him the Kyrie of ours. But his formal name is St. John Marie Vianney. The historical context. He was born May 8th, 1786 And he died today, August 4th,
1: 1859. So he lived to be
0: about 75 years of age. He was canonized by Pope Pius XI in 1925, He's the patron saint of parish priests. So here's an overview of his life.
1: He was born in a very difficult time
0: in the history of France. It was the time of what was called the time of the French Revolution.
1: To make a long story short, the French Revolution,
0: among many of its desires, was to eliminate religion. From the country. And to enthrone the God of reason. So reject religion and to enthrone reason. I repeat, to reject religion as something of the past. And to enthrone reason as the new God. So, that meant that priests were exiled or even put to death.
1: The churches were
0: closed. The people were deprived of baptism and the sacraments, the Eucharist and confession. And people were deprived of basically the remedies of the supernatural life to help them to get to heaven. so the Curie virus was brought up and raised in this very paganistic secular country. He was the son of a farmer. His parents were very pious. And even as a child, he felt strongly called to pray, the Curie Boris. He made his communion in the barn, which a priest had to come in on the sly and celebrate a clandestine mass, and in the barn, his barn, so that the French police would not detect this, he made his first communion. He helped his father work out in the fields, and he was called to the army, conscription, didn't really work out, and he had to flee, so he could have been put in jail for this, but God watched over him. Now, given that the time of the French Revolution also made it difficult to, especially for farm boys, to have any formal studies, as a a child he did not have too many formal studies. But he had great longing for God and a great desire to pray. So as a child and as a teenager and as a young man, his greatest desire was he wanted to become a priest. That's right. His greatest desire his greatest desire is that he wanted to truly become a priest. But there are a lot of obstacles. And you're going to see in your your spiritual life many obstacles rise when we want to do good. Often the devil will place roadblocks in our path when we want to do good. Maybe you've noticed that even in your lives. So when he went to the
1: seminary to study, he had enormous problems and one of the biggest problems
0: was that he was being taught in Latin and he simply did not know the Latin language so as a result of that he couldn't pass many of the tests He didn't give up. And see how divine intervention works. There was a priest, a priest friend of him, his name was Father Ballet, B-A-L-L-E-Y, Father Ballet, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit Into truly believing that this young man
1: was called to become a priest.
0: And called to become a very holy priest at that. Father Ballet was a man of deep prayer and intense penance, fasting. He gave himself the discipline, lived a life, a very vigorous life of mortification and penance which the Curie of ours later on would imitate. So, Father Ballet took him underneath his wings. Because the times were really tough, John Viennet made a pilgrimage to St. Francis Regis in France, begging this saintly priest to pray for him. So, under the wings of Father Bellet, who was teaching the Curie of ours, John Vionnet, his theology, they asked the bishop
1: if the bishop would ordain him.
0: Ballet said that basically he's not a scholar, but he's a very holy young man. He's a man of great prayer. And the bishop decided to ordain ordain him a priest. He was ordained a priest. Now, that we understand the whole context of his priestly life. The first, the very beginning of his priesthood, he was the associate pastor or assistant of Father Ballet. Father Ballet got sick. He had an ulcer on his leg and he got very sickly and eventually his mentor, Father Ballet, died. But Father Belay's desire, his objective was accomplished. He got his young protege, so to speak, ordained a priest. And Father Belay trained him in prayer and penance and the pastoral responsibilities of the parish. Nothing happens by chance. He was living in the Diocese of Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, Lyons, a fairly prominent city in France. And in the Diocese of Lyons was a parish in the rural area called Ars, A-R-S. So the bishop decided that he would send the the now Curie of Ours to this
1: rural parish in ours,
0: And there was perhaps about fifty families there. Fifty families, maybe about two hundred and fifty people. And the bishop said, There is very, very little love in Ours. You're called the you're called to bring it there. Now ours had a little parish, but the people, the people partially because of the French Revolution, did not go to church. Many of them
1: didn't pray. Also,
0: one of the biggest... Past times in ours was there was a lot of night, uh, we call them taver- uh, taverns, they would be called nightclubs, or in Spanish, cantinas, where there was drinking and dancing and immorality. The cure of ours would have to fight against these, as we will we'll see later on. So he heads off to ours. And um, he'd never been there before. So when he arrives at the the
1: outskirts of the town of Ars,
0: he he meets a boy there. And he asks the boy, where is the parish of Ars? And he says this, you show me how to get to ours and I'll show you the pathway to heaven. So if you ever go to ours, on the outskirts of ours, you'll see a statue of the curia of ours with this little boy. And the curia of ours pointing up like this. You show me how to get to the parish of ours and I'll show you how to get to heaven. So the boy led him to a place or he's gonna be the next about the next forty years of his life. Now let's set the stage. As mentioned earlier, basically his parish was 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 dilapidated, the people were non practicing, the people were addicted to vices. The people had not received their sacraments. Many people had problems with drinking and dancing and immorality. He had a very difficult task. And the people basically tried to discourage him to try to <clears throat> get him to leave their leave their town. But this is what he did. He was led to his rectory, his residence and almost immediately he got rid of all of the luxuries which would not be considered to be luxuries by many but rather necessities he got rid of the couch he got rid of the bed all those things that seemed to be the smack of luxury he got rid of them. Give it to the poor, so, in his bedroom, he would just be sleeping on the floor or on a board. So the cure of ours decided that he, if he's going to convert these people, he had to live a life of great penance and mortification Now, from the rectory. From the rectory, the curie of ours, John Viennet, goes to the the adjacent church which would be his parish. And it was deplorable. It was dilapidated. It was in ruins. Cobwebs, dirt,
1: trash, dirty windows.
0: Everything was the there was sacristy in disarray. The statues, the altar basically in total disrepair.
1: The house of God was in ruins, so to speak. But he would not give up.
0: He would not give up. You know, Perseverance talk yesterday, I did talk about the cure of Varsha, what he did. He didn't give up. Rather, he traveled to Lyon's, and I think even to Paris, so that he could,
1: he could purchase
0: some of the most beautiful ornaments and garments and religious vessels. For his dilapidated church. So new chalice, the saborium, the chasubles, the albs,
1: statues, stained glass windows, all
0: those things that make a church reflect the beauty of God. Father Larry said that when he was working on getting our church built he wanted to reflect the beauty of the blessed virgin mary beautiful isn't it so the curie bars expended a lot of money with the purpose of making his little parish church reflect the beauty of God so that would attract people to come back to worship God in the house of God. So we should never criticize the church if you go into church and there's a beautiful statue or stained glass window or altar or chalice. You should never criticize God for that. Never criticize God for
1: that. So, that was not just...
0: That was not all he did. Now the problem was, how was he going to bring the people back to the church? So, extreme poverty in the rectory the beauty of the parish church with the ornamentation. Now what about the people? What about the people?
1: The people were pagans. The people were indifferent. The people were lazy. The people were very ignorant.
0: The curiavars did not give up Rather, he was going to exert all of his efforts to try to bring his people back. And he would pray as such, Lord, send me any suffering you want, but save my people. That was his prayer. So, this was his strategy. His strategy was basically the following. He went into the church, he celebrated Mass, in the tabernacle he had, the Blessed Sacrament, he decided he would implore the Lord with tears and long prayers and long vigils, begging, begging the Lord,
1: begging the Lord. to save his people.
0: Begging the Lord to save his people. That was his prayer. And as I mentioned earlier, his prayer was, Lord, send me any suffering you want, but save my people. So he would... He would do vigils, spending almost a whole night in prayer and tears before the Lord.
1: But that was not enough. He applied himself to fasting. To
0: fasting. Not only on bread and water, but he would deprive himself of eating. Sometime for a day or even two days. And then he would apply himself to a discipline. He would take a discipline and he would actually scourge himself. So prayers and vigils and fastings
1: and discipline. And
0: when he did sleep... He would sleep on the floor or on a board. He did all he possibly can to show God that he wanted God to help him in the salvation of the souls that were entrusted to him. Then he started to go out and visit his people. He would visit his people, go to their house, he would greet them, And he would listen to them. And then he would encourage them. And he started to ring
1: the bell tower. Ring the bell.
0: Now, Jesus said some devils can be kicked out only by prayer and fasting. As a result of his prayer, his vigils, his fasting, his scourging, his charity, people started to come back to church. One of the obstacles to coming to church, as mentioned earlier, was the fact that the relatively small parish, had a lot of taverns or nightclubs. The curivars preached against these and eventually all of them would be closed down but the owners were very angry, as you can imagine, because they're going to be losing their business. But the Kurevars did not care. He was slandered. He was calumniated but he did not give up Now As a result of this people started come people started to come back to church
1: I'm not sure I understand
0: One of the people rather one of the activities that he carried out. This was done at 11 o'clock. The Kyrie bars Would give his famous. Catechesis. We see. In the life of a priest.
1: We see in the life of the priest.
0: Vatican II points out the two principal obligations of the priest is the two Ps. To pray and to preach. And that's what he did. So at 11 o'clock every day he would get up in the pulpit and he would preach his famous catechism lesson, and even today, if you were go order online, the the sermons of the Curia of ours, you'd be able to get them, and they're very strong, very strong. He was not afraid to preach about the last things, the reality of death, judgment, heaven and hell, and purgatory. He spoke with great fervor and great force. But if we're to
1: mention the Curie of ours,
0: what he's most known for is the Curie of ours is known to be a great, great confessor. So let to go through I'd like to go through what, what was, uh, what would be, what would be a, a typical, what would be a typical day in the life of the Curie of ours? What would be a typical day in the life of the Curie of ours? So I'll give you kind of like a general, a general portrayal of a typical day in the life of the of Varas. And recall August 1st, we celebrated the feast day of St. Alfonso and Maria Liguri. This great saint made a private vow. It's called the seraphic vow. Probably most of you have never heard of this before. What is this seraphic vow? Well, St. made a vow to never waste time. Interesting. How much time
1: do we waste? All of us
0: keenly aware of the fact that we only have one life to live. Maybe we can, in honor of the St. Alphonse and Maria Ligori and the Curie of ours, maybe we can make a proposal today. Look at the three Ts.
1: Our time, our treasures, and our talents. Not to waste time.
0: Our treasures, let us give generously to others our talents let's try to cultivate our talents and avoid like a plague the devil of laziness the devil of laziness so getting back to the life of the curievaris and his in the typical day in his schedule curievaris
1: would get up about midnight. Get up about midnight. He'd ring the bell
0: and he would go from his rectory into the parish church.
1: And he would
0: more or less make his holy hour. He would kneel down and pray before the Blessed Sacrament, worshiping God and begging for the graces of that day.
1: Then, he would spend several hours
0: confessing the women. And I think it was done in the sacristy. He had a special place for confessing them. Then close to six o'clock, he would close to six o'clock, he would celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, which is the very heart of his day. The heart of the church, the heart of the priest, the heart of us should be a love for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, which was the very source and summit and the strength of the life of the Curie of Ars. Then when he got older, after Mass, he would go to the rectory and have a very, very light breakfast, maybe a little bit of milk, something very light.
1: Then he would come back to the church
0: and he would basically spending from 7 Seven to eight, nine, ten, eleven. He'd be spending another four hours. So he's already he's already been confessing three hours. Now he's gonna be spending close to another four hours in the confessional. Non stop. Now after years, the French government actually built a, rail, a, a railway to the Ars because so many people all over all over France wanted to visit this great saint. And some people would have to wait a day, two days, even days so that they could go to confession to the Curie of Ars. So he'd be confessing day in, day out, up until about 11 o'clock in the morning. Now 11 o'clock in the morning, as I mentioned earlier, would be the time in which he'd leave the confessional, he would go to the pulpit And he would basically be preaching to the people. It would be his daily catechesis. Sometimes the people could barely hear him, but he was so emotional, the tears would be dripping down his eyes, down his cheeks. And he preached on topics to help the people to get to heaven to renounce sin and basically to love God and to obey his commandments and to get to heaven. And we do have the sermons of the Curie of Ours that you can obtain. And then He finishes his homily, his catechesis, at about 12 noon. So it's 12 noon. He's already been up 12 hours. And from there, he would go to his, go to the rectory. In time, the people wanted to see him and touch him so much it was difficult for him to get to the side, to his rectory as he got older. Now there in the rectory, he would sometimes eat one or two potatoes a day. He'd eat one or two potatoes a day. That's right. Well, I'm already aware that I, I've arrived at the end of our conversation. I think, I'll, I think I'll, I, what I'll do is I'll, I can even continue tomorrow. We've had such a wonderful conversation. But I promised that I would give all of you a blessing of the relic of the Curie of ours. So right here, Right here you can see there's a relic of the Curie of Ours. So I'm going to give you a blessing of the relic of the Curie of Ours. And you pray for me and pray for priests. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.